All right, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to this still uh, yet unnamed podcast. My name is Ryan White. I'm your host. I've got my friends uh, Bill Clem. Hi. And Rick Bailey here. Howdy. Uh, Happy Veterans Day, yeah. right? We're supposed to talk about specific dates and times when we record something. Hmm, yes, Veterans Day. But <laughs> you're hearing this, it'll be who knows? Never. Right. <laughs> this will exist only on soundcloud for 27 minutes so recently bill rick and i talked and uh we decided that we need to give bill some homework to learn about things that people like um that are normal <laughs> unlike bill so <laughs> rick made bill a playlist of songs by a rock group little known uh, not many people have heard of them the rolling stones so which which i knew was a band just so we're clear yes and i knew that mick jagger was in the band just to review before i did my homework and you knew they had a guitar player and when you gave me multiple choice i knew i guessed properly that it was shit uh <laughs> it was shit it was keith richards is that right that's correct yes yes and then uh i knew that they had a song that was um uh, featured in the show house yes yeah and that was the uh you can't always get what you want is that what it's called yes okay so which to commemorate the occasion, I wore my Rolling Stones t-shirt today. Mm, we can see it. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you sent me 11 songs. And I think I think it's important to point out that I'm pretty sure I know another Rolling Stones song that isn't on this list, that should be on the list you sent me. Okay, what song is that? Don't they sing that I can't get no satisfaction? Yes, they do. And that was not on the list you sent me. And I feel like it should have been. That may be true. Um, I made you a quick list just for some hit songs. I didn't go very deep. And I didn't know how far you'd get if I gave you more than 10 or 11 songs. Okay. So do you want me to read the list of songs that I listen to? Sure. Let's go ahead and hear it. Sure. So Paint It Black, which I knew. I'd heard that song. I knew that one. Uh, Sympathy for the Devil, had no idea what that was. I recognized it when I heard it. Uh, Gimme Shelter, uh, wasn't ringing any bells. I think it was familiar when I heard it. Uh, Wild Horses, never heard it. Brown Sugar, never heard it. Wow. Waiting on a Friend, never heard it. Beast of Burden, never heard it. It's only rock and roll, but I like it, never heard it. Tumbling Dice, never heard it. You can't always get what you want. I knew that one. Uh, Midlight Rambler, never heard it. Let's Spend the Night Together, never heard it. Ruby Tuesday, I had heard. And She's a Rainbow, never heard it. Oh, boy. <laughs> How do we unpack this? Well, uh, do you want to know my thoughts on them? <laughs> not yet. So okay. last week, Ryan had brought this subject up on the pod. And I think that in our haste to talk shit to bill about how much he doesn't know 
Ryan, what are your thoughts on the Rolling Stones? So here's my thing. I appreciate their body of work. Obviously, they've been making music that is notable for 50, 60 years, however long it's been. Um, I feel like I put the Rolling Stones in the same category as Pearl Jam. They make music that people appreciate and really like, but they weren't the genre. They didn't define the genre to begin with, right? They didn't come into it with new ideas. They just came into it and said, oh, we can do that too, and made some hits along the way, and then just continued to do it for 50 years. Um, okay, so that's an opinion that we have also. Let's hear what Bill has to say. Well, what are your thoughts, Rick? Um, I feel like the Rolling Stones are a great band. They've been around forever. Um, they, I mean, it's age-old tale of a bunch of white guys stealing black guy music, right. you know, taking the blues and doing their thing to it. Um but you can't fault anyone for that because <laughs> it's pretty much the tale of every band for a long time. Um, but I enjoy them. So let's hear what Bill has to say. Okay. So based on the songs you sent me that I just listed, I felt like there was a general sound that was fairly common among most of the songs. And okay. I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> the songs that I like, I liked uh, Paint It Black. I liked Ruby Tuesday. And um, I thought You Can't Always Get What You Want has some neat parts to it. And Midnight Rambler was interesting. Those yeah. Those four songs were the least like the rest of the group of the songs. They had something about them that was unique or different, right? And I found that when they used the piano, that I liked it a lot more than when it was just their guitars. The piano and the violin were my favorite parts. And I'm, I'm, I don't know who, if that's regular or if that was specific to those songs, but ah, oh, I loved the piano. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you what one of their songs is about. Like they're one of those bands, like Ryan would say, like Pearl Jam. I, I could listen to the song and have no idea what they're singing about. Okay. So Gimme Shelter was unclear to you what that song was about. Uh, I just, I mean, I listened to it once. I didn't, I just didn't do it for me. Here's the thing. Like so you're saying it's only rock and roll, but you don't like it. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yes. And it feels like, again, when you say they didn't define the genre, that makes it even worse for me because I assume that they were like the pioneers of this genre of music. Like they're they're creating this rock and roll style of music or like taking it out of the like, you know. So the thing about the Rolling Stones to me is, are you a Beatles guy or a Rolling Stones guy? Um, and I hate the, them both. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get You're to that. You're a Miley yeah. Cyrus guy. I do like Miley. So, um, <laughs> I that's something I wanted to. I've been I haven't been able to sleep well since the last podcast. Thinking about the things you've said out loud <laughs> into a microphone to be recorded for the world to hear. <laughs> um, and one of them was 
that the only reason anyone likes any of these bands is nostalgia purposes because we heard about them as children. So we think they're automatically good. Right. Yeah. So what I'd like you to clarify there is who is a good band that aren't based on nostalgia alone? Well, and that's that's hard because my perspective is, you know, colored by the first bands that I heard that like opened me up to different genres or different sounds. Right. So, you know, I like a lot of bands that from the early 2000s, because that's when I first started listening to music. (laughs) So then you say, so no music is good music because it's all colored by someone's nostalgia or memories. No, not necessarily. I, I think there are some objectively good musical things. And like I said, I think some of these songs are objectively good songs that if you were hearing them for the first time, you'd be like, I like that. But I I feel like, especially with these bands in the like 60s and 70s, there was so, so few ways to get music that you listen to whatever people told you to listen to. And so that's why these bands were able to just like stay popular for so long and continue to put out album after album after album. It's not like they have any more songs that are good than a one hit wonder or a band that came out with one really good album, you know, like Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls <laughs> came out with one really good album and then disappeared, you know. Which one Which one was that? Anyway. Dizzy Up the Girl. <laughs> um so, so when you say that these bands are around forever and ever, so you're not talking. So your your logic is flawed with the Beatles, who are around for I think it was six years. Yeah, their seven, depending career. on when you count it. Yeah, they released a lot of albums. Well, not that many. They did, you know, I'd have to look up the actual number, but it's less than ten, right? I think. I mean, there's so many like you know third you know pressing type things where they added you know it's the greatest hits album there's so much of that stuff but yeah it just it just feels like the iphone one to me right it feels like i'm sure it was really good when it came out and it was like oh this is awesome this is amazing these are great new sounds and this great new band and it revolutionized an industry but the actual iPhone one sucks compared to what we have today. And that's how I feel about a lot of this music that I'm sure it was great when it came out, but it doesn't need to be in my rotation. Like here, here's my question in your regular rotation of like every day, listening to music in your playlist, how many Rolling Stone songs are in there? How often are you sitting and listening to Rolling Stones on a daily basis? The songs that, I um I would say they are included. Well, they're included on I hear them, I hear the Rolling Stones weekly, maybe in bars, in bars or in the radio or on a Spotify playlist that's made for you, or on something that you specifically seek out. I want to listen to the Rolling Stones. So not really this podcast. I listened to them today on vinyl in my okay. basement. Okay. Uh, and- by choice. <laughs> Okay, because we were talking about them tonight? <laughs> no, I mean, probably because I own a lot of their albums and I enjoy their music. I don't think that just because they're old that Taylor Swift is necessarily better because she's new. I think uh, one of the things we need to address here is on the shoulders of giants, right? 
Would anything made today be possible if the Rolling Stones or the Beatles, whoever, didn't do what they did back then? Would have somebody else come up with that guitar riff from Paint It Black independently on their own and then made it to where we are now with the diversification of all the genres of music without them doing that with the narrow channels of distribution that were available in the 60s? Probably not. And that makes them deserving of the fame that they have, but it doesn't make that music worth listening to today unless it's independently good in my opinion it's it's like it's like saying that like the roman aqueduct systems we never would have developed I mean you're going to use that type of plug in the house that you build you're going to use it because it's been improved upon and it's better your whole but aqueduct my... argument uh was lost because uh, you were breaking Which... up I'm going to back that. I'm fine with it. I think there's a reason why it was cut out. (laughs) (laughs) The gods have spoken. But you know Um, what I'm saying? You're not going to build a house and use 1960s technology because it was revolutionary at the time. But you wouldn't have gotten there. I don't think Roman aqueducts were from 1960. Well, I'm tying it into (laughs) (laughs) Stone's era. You never would have gotten there. That's my point. It's stepping blocks, right? You can't make that leap to whatever we have now with you know pro tools and everything but you never would have gotten to the flushing toilet without the outhouse but that doesn't mean i want to take a shit out there (laughs) yeah but i don't think you can make the connection between technology and art i think that's a leap um i think that there's also a point to talk about you talk about the new bands that you listen to from the 90s and beyond do you think that all of the bands that have covered all of the Rolling Stone songs that they have only do it because they think that they're supposed to or because they were good or because they think the songs are genuinely good? Why did Cheryl Crow sing Wild Horses? Because it would sell more. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but oh, Wild Horses was just a horrible song. It was just slow and lame it just it didn't have any layers to it i just let me let me ask you this question let me ask you this question the rolling stones are still alive and playing music right at least some of them yes yes when was the last time they came out with a new song that was popular and good i think it was in the 90s okay so it's that's 30 years and i'm answering the question of that was popular, not good, because that's pretty subjective. They've had albums. They just released an album recently. No, um, no, I, I I know that. But I'm saying if they haven't released anything that's popular in the last 30 years, and yet they're still selling out arenas, it's not because they're still creating good music. It's because people are emotionally attached to the nostalgia of the old well, music. I'll give and you that. saying that the old music is good. That's not true because you have to think about you aren't always going to get what you want. New, (laughs) you can try sometimes. You get Um, what you need. You're gonna have these bands. There's so many bands you can think of. All the bands that we all grew up with in the well, maybe not you, Bill, but me and Ryan did in the '90s. They all have one or two great albums, 
and I still like to go to hear those albums and those songs. Doesn't mean you have to be stellar forever. Everyone needs a bathroom break during the show. And that is across the board, everybody's new album. Um, some of my favorite bands come out with a new album and then I'm like, oh, this isn't what I was looking for. And I give it a few listens and I start to like it. So you put it in that work also. Um, when was the last time you listened to new stuff by the Rolling Stones? Not just to hear what it sounded like, but listen to it like a second time or a third time because you started to like it. Uh, well, the problem with that is that I'm not standing on that the Rolling Stones are my favorite band and I'm trying to listen to all their new stuff, right? Okay. So it's just one of those things that can kind of go either way. I don't think you When was think- the last time the Beatles came out with anything good? <laughs> 1968 yeah those guys suck (laughs) but so this leads to my point about the rolling stones the beatles did so many things in such a short period of time and then realized a they hated each other and b they wanted to do different things and said screw this we're breaking up and doing completely different things instead of trying to just keep selling the same dog and pony show we've been doing since the 50s they said okay well, i'm gonna go do you know paul well, paul mccartney went and did wings and john lennon slept in a bed with yoko ono for two years and so yeah, you know tread ex- lightly on the beatles yeah no that's fine we can save that for another day <laughs> but um to rick's point of like you're either a stones or a beatles person while i don't like either per se i like what i heard from the rolling stones a lot more than what i've heard from the beatles i would go the direction of the beatles were experimenting more i think in my opinion and so i was raised in a beatles household my mom beatles nut it's all i heard like they didn't play the stones that much i'm colored by that experience but i feel like the beatles every album sounds different and then when it stops sounding different, they stop making albums. I think that when we get to Bill's prejudice about the Beatles, yeah, depending on how much he wants to stand on this, that's going to be a double it, episode. He could, I think, he could be sold. There's a lot of eras of the Beatles that are very different, and you can find the thing you like. Yeah, um, the Rolling Stones are. If you like blues and kind of dirty rock you're gonna like them more well and again it's all you know my experiences are weird because you, you know that song um oh what's it called the one about the bird um are you talking about the rolling stones or the beatles the beatles, the beatles. Blackbird? blackbird blackbird yeah blackbird yeah i didn't know that was a beatles song mm-hmm. and i heard it on boss baby and i was like that's a cool <laughs> song <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we know you see Boss Baby. That was my next question. Actually. Yeah, good, good. We can check that off the list. So in movies, we were talking about Goodfellas. And yes. I'm getting on a plane in the morning to go to Chicago. And I looked up on the app and they have that movie on the airplane app. So I will be watching Goodfellas tomorrow morning. And so I will report back on that next week. Quick Perfect. asterisk. If it's the censored version, disregard. You can't watch it censored. It's not the same movie. Do you? Okay. Here's the real caveat here. Do you like mafia movies? Well, I mean, let's see. I like um, what's the Kevin the Untouchables. Costner Untouchables. Yeah, I, I like Untouchables a lot. 
And I like the uh, what's the Johnny Depp one? I like Donnie Brasco. Under- yes, Donnie Brasco. Okay. Yeah, I like that one, and I liked Casino. Okay. So I think you could say yes to liking mafia movies on that. Yeah, I mean, how many mafia movies are there? A lot. (laughs) So many. (laughs) Mostly. Mostly the movies that are out are mafia movies. If they're not Disney, they're mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Was Um, Newsies a mafia movie? Because I liked that one. Kind of. Boss Baby. Boss Baby's pretty close. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good. That's my genre then. Um, I would say that if you have the ability to, I mean, Amazon or sorry, they're not a sponsor, are they? Not yet. We're working. We're working on it. Um, that they could be, it's worth a rental or a purchase. It's very good. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed either way. Indeed. Seconded. Okay. So um, don't watch the edited version of Goodfellas. It'll ruin it. Watch the uh, full swear package. Okay. So when you're watching Goodfellas, do you, what's your favorite Ray Liotta movie? Uh, Ray Liotta. Okay, I'll ask you an easier question. <laughs> the problem favorite, with this question is you're going What's your favorite Joe Pesci movie? Watch the same time. One, two, three. Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else I've seen Ray Liotta in. I know his face. Are you a big fan of Hannibal? Was that one of the sequels to Silence of the Lambs? Yes. It was a TV I don't... show. Oh. Yeah, it was both. I, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't... I might have seen the movie. Um, I think I saw Red Dragon. I liked that one. Okay. What else has Ray Liotta been in? Off the because... top of your head, can you name three movies he's been in? Well, I can start with... No, I mean, not that. Are you want ones that like you've seen? No, or no, just no. in general. Just, well, one, you don't know what I've seen. I mean, <laughs> I've seen I some. Can, I've seen some shit. <laughs> I would say, like, you've probably seen Field of Dreams. Is that correct? Yeah. Was he like Shoeless Joe Jackson or something? Uh, yeah, I believe so. He was one of those guys. One of the dead baseball players. Well, okay. Here we go. We talked about mafia movies. Do you like drug movies? Ooh. Um, are there a lot of those? <laughs> Scarface, <laughs> Blow. Uh, I haven't. Blow. I haven't seen Scarface. I saw Blow in the theater with Rick. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay. Um, I don't remember it real well, except like Pee Wee Herman was doing a lot of drugs. <laughs> yeah, it was Pee Wee specifically. <laughs> um, well, I guess what we should really talk about, what we which were... I never saw. I, I only know who he is because of like he's like in the pop culture psyche. I never watched Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, did you watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Oh God! Well, I think I think we watched it maybe one time like twenty years ago on VHS, but I don't I don't know. I need a special sound you know, effect for when I'm typing <laughs> stuff into the thing for Bill. Yeah, because Pee Wee, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't allowed to watch Pee Wee. Why? Um, Why weren't you allowed to watch Pee Wee, Herman? Well, hang on. You you want to know some other things I wasn't allowed to watch? <laughs> Ooh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch G.I. Joe because okay. my parents didn't like military violence. 
specifically military violence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. I wasn't allowed to watch He-Man because they didn't like ghosts. 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 Okay. Uh, which also I wasn't allowed to watch Scooby-Doo. <laughs> they weren't uh, ghosts. <laughs> I never got that far. <laughs> um, I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead, obviously. I wasn't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Could you watch The Simpsons? No, no, wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Until what age, all these things? Pretty much high school, late high school. So when was the first time you watched, when time you broke the rules and watched The Simpsons? Probably 15. Okay. I rebelled. <laughs> Have you, how much Simpsons, do you like The Simpsons? Uh, I mean. Oh, God. <laughs> No, it's I I don't hate the Simpsons. <laughs> I I mean it's not the fucking Beatles. Uh <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's the Beatles of cartoons. I, well, um, it's, it, I would argue it's the Rolling Stones of cartoons. Perhaps. <laughs> um yeah, this the Simpsons is fine. It's uh, it has funny moments, but it also seems very repetitive and that it's pretty much the same, like the itchy and scratchy bits and the Homer choking Bart. And, you know, it's just like it's like a couple of good jokes on repeat, you know. Mm. See, I think that that's how much of it did you watch? Not much. <laughs> See, that's the problem. This is where Bill's judgments come in. They're right. so small that he's like. <laughs> This show that's been on for 30 years, he's like, ah, just same joke every time. It's like influenced every comedian he likes. The most famous people have come from that show. Conan O'Brien, all these guys are really well respected. He's like, no, they just repeat all their shit all the time. It's terrible. That's ridiculous to have these opinions. (laughs) This is where the problems come in. Okay, let me ask this question again. Do either of you watch the like current episodes of Simpsons? Absolutely not. No, but I'm almost 40 years old. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but but so that's what I'm saying. It's like I saw some of it in high school and then like it's that nostalgia thing again, right? Like as a 30-year-old, as a 40-year-old, I'm not going to get into The Simpsons. I don't watch South Park either anymore. I never, because... I wasn't allowed to watch South Park. Right, Obviously. but I'm also not a child. I don't watch cartoons very often. I'm busy watching Goodfellas, which also <laughs> you don't watch. <laughs> I will say I watched the uh, South Park pandemic special and it does hold up. I did also watch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I don't know what you're talking it about. It was a special treat. I'm not going to watch it week to week. Anyway. I would. I just don't have time for cartoons. So that's it's, it's not a an answer to why I don't watch The Simpsons. Well, that's it's the thing. Because it's repetitive. It's because it's I don't watch cartoons right now. I'm excited, actually, for when my children are a little bit older to watch all of The Simpsons again from beginning so, to end. Okay, so that's a great question. At what age would you expose your kids to The Simpsons? Well, here's the problem with that conversation is... I have a different opinion on that show than people had in the 90s. A lot of people's opinions about that show, the reason I know some people, my wife is one of them who also couldn't watch that show when she when it first came out. And it's because of the family values portion of it and the, you know, weirdness of that family being kind of, you know, dysfunctional. I don't think that's a big deal anymore. I'd much rather have my kids watch The Simpsons than most things on TV because it's pretty tame for the days of your right. 
Right. So I think that the only reason I, my kids don't watch it now is because it's just over their heads at this point. You know, I have young children when they're, depending on the kid, when they're nine years old and they can get the jokes and enjoy it, they can watch it. And would your wife be okay with that too? Yeah, she doesn't understand why she couldn't watch it. That show specifically. There are shows like my kids. I'm not going to have them watch South Park until they find it themselves. It's not. That's not a children's show. It's just a cart. It's a cartoon, but it's not a children's show by any means. Yeah. This was what we talked about last week. Is that I have seen all those things as a child, and I never thought it was a big deal, and I still don't. But I'm going to do differently for my kids. They don't need to watch Freddy Krueger movies and they don't need to watch The Exorcist when they're seven years old. It doesn't make any sense. But I was going to say that that's the branding and imprinting though too. Like if they don't, like if you don't show your kids those things when they're young, they probably won't appreciate them as much as you did when they do watch them when they're older. Yeah, it depends on what age. If you have to really look at what you watched, when you watched and why you watched it. Um, you know, I mean, I know we're having this podcast that's basically focused on how shitty Bill is with his ideas <laughs> and his opinions and the things he's done. But like, uh, we'll probably at some point delve into my issue with I don't really like the Star Wars movies. And I have shown my children some of them. And they seem to think they're fine. And they're really little. So when they grow up, they'll probably think they're good movies. When they'll right. be wrong yeah. about it. <laughs> but I myself have decided that as excited I am is to watch Back to the Future with my kids. I'm waiting until they're of a good age to understand what's happening because they're going to like it even more. So I think you got to get in the right mindset in the right age range for certain movies. Ryan, how do you feel about Star Wars? The original three? Great. And I watched them younger, so I wasn't fully aware of the tricks that were going on, right? Like, it was just eye candy, very well produced, lots of explosions, and the hero wins, and da-da-da-da-da. But everything after that, take it or leave it. Again, I watched those movies probably when I was a teenager for the first time, right? And I still like them. I actually really like all of them as stories. I I was never blown away by any of the effects because by the time I watched them, they were outdated. Yeah. But here's here's a take you love. Uh, my favorite of all the Star Wars movies oh, is go. episode three, which is one of the prequels. Right. <laughs> Is that uh, Attack uh, of the Clones? No, that's episode two. Okay. Uh, Shows you how much of right? the series. It's Revenge of the Sith. Ah. Yes. Yes. And it's the one where Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Mm. That is my favorite of all nine of the Star Wars films. And my favorite is The Force Awakens. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so no. no. Um, it's Empire. It's always Empire. <laughs> I... I watch those movies and I don't know what anybody sees in them. Um, it, I feel like they could be served. The story and at least the first three and the prequels probably also could be served as just a courtroom drama just as easily as they could be in space. Hmm. They're just, there's so much, there's so much politics involved that nobody cares about. They all are just like tried and true story. It was the hero's journey that everyone's seen a thousand times before that and after that. There's just like some space noises in it. Well, this touches this touches back to what we were talking about earlier with the stones, where 
yeah, okay, they're redoing something, but they're recontextualizing it by setting it in something you've never seen before. So with the Stones, it was Delta Blues recontextualized with British 20-year-olds. This is the the Camelot story, for lack of a better word, recontextualized in space with freaking laser beams. Uh, hot take, Spaceballs, way better movie than all of the Star Wars <laughs> well, movies. there's a whole... Wait five episode arc on mel brooks that we can do with bill bill did you say you did i saw your face you didn't say anything have you seen Spaceballs? i think i've seen part of it you know and this guy here's the problem with now bill. now i know he's seen thumb wars oh yeah yeah another parody of star wars not just which, seen owned <laughs> right and he's never seen Spaceballs, which is now I probably would enjoy Spaceballs because Jeff Daniels is like my favorite actor. Hold on. And and what do you like about him in Spaceballs? What's your favorite part of that? Well, he's in it, right? I don't know. He's not. <laughs> oh, then never mind. I thought he was like the main guy. No, it's uh, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. And... Oh, yeah. Never mind. It's Bill Pullman. I thought it was Jeff Daniels. So John John Candy. Yeah, John Candy. It was? No, no. I thought I thought Bill Pullman was Jeff Daniels. Okay, yeah, he's not. They're different people. Because John Candy's in the dog suit, right? Yes. He's in, he's that, That's what you say? He's in a dog <laughs> suit? I mean, like, his do you name like is Barf. Say his name. I don't know his name. Barf. <laughs> okay. Also, Blazing Saddles. Haven't seen it. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Have seen it, yes. Do you yeah. like it? Uh, well... It's yes, I, I it's funny, it's good. I liked it because it had Carrie Elwes in it from Princess Bride. That's why you liked it. Well, that's why I watched it. So do you, did you watch Saw? Yeah. Do you like that because he's in it? That's why I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I liked Saw or not. I mean, I think I probably did the first time I saw it. No. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, we got a whole arc um, on. Um... On Mel Brooks, because that's a whole thing. Yeah, have um, you seen Young Frankenstein? No. History of the World Part One. I feel I you guys I have to say, I don't know if this podcast nope. can last. <laughs> I just don't know if I can take the kind of things that come out of Bill's mouth on a daily basis. <laughs> it's just getting tough. It's I mean, hard. Words. You've you've known me for twenty years. Is any of this a surprise to you? Sometimes. Actually, some of it well, is a surprise. <laughs> yeah. When you put it in a context, when you actually talk about it, and I haven't known either of you for 20 years. It's more like seven or eight. But, um, yeah, when you actually like try to break it down, it reveals some things. It's very interesting that anybody could go through life having not been exposed to some of the things that Bill has not been exposed to. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> it bottles the mind <laughs> right um, we should probably think about Bill's next homework assignment I know that he's going to do Goodfellas but mm-hmm. we've already kind of broached a few things in this um, and I think that actually going back to some conversations is Bill just said he's never seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure and myself and Brian in the last eight months yeah. went to yep. the local Seattle venue to see Pee-wee's Big Adventure on the big screen and then hear Pee-wee do a Q&A afterwards. So, you know, big deal, right? And we should probably just let you watch that also. What do you think? It's pretty short. You have enough time to get it done. Do you think you get two in in a week? 
probably, yeah. Well, yeah, if you're traveling, they... you travel yeah. with one movie one way and the other movie the other way. Yeah, I, I just got to find it. I think the Pee Wee would be a good palate cleanser after a good fellas anyway. That's it's yeah, an effort. They go together real well. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. He cleans the other one. <laughs> one washes the other. Um, explain to me what how much Pee Wee you've seen. You've never seen an episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Not a full one. I think I've seen like bits or clips. There's like a talking chair, right? And like a goofy mailman or something. Okay, sure. Uh, then... it, it just, it seemed like a cross between Captain Kangaroo and Blue's Clues. And you watch both of those things, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Captain Kangaroo and Blue's Clues on mushrooms. <laughs> I've never, I've never done mushrooms. <laughs> You understand the concept? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? The movie or the TV show? The movie. Yes, I've seen the movie. Pee-wee's in that movie also. As Pee-wee? No, Paul Rubens is the, okay. he's the funny vampire at the very end of the movie and during the middle. Okay. He gets stabbed. And, oh. Yeah. Well, I'm a, spoilers, I'm a big spoilers. fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Joss Whedon. So that's why I saw that. Did Joss Whedon make the movie? Yeah. Okay. You're a big fan of Joss Whedon. Big Joss Whedon fan. Big, big. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite Joss Whedon joint? Firefly. Okay. Oh, the hands Ill, down. The ill-fated Firefly. God damn it. Yeah, Fire <laughs> Firefly is so good. The follow-up movie Serenity is good. Um, let's see. Oh, I liked um, Dollhouse. Was good. And then um, Joss Whedon also wrote the first two Avengers movies, I think. And those are really good. Okay. Yeah, I've, I know I know Joss Whedon as, um, you know, just from hearing about him being a big, everybody is big fanboys of him. Mm. I enjoyed, I, I really liked, um, I think the first movie of his that I saw was probably Cabin in the Woods. Um, nope. That wasn't the first one I saw. No, it's just not ringing any bells. <laughs> okay. Oh, you've never. Okay, you've never seen it. Interesting. Never heard of it. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Well, cinephile uh, here. <laughs> you know this guy that you love. <laughs> I guess we'll add that to the list. Uh, <laughs> to the, we got, that should yeah. be in the horror section. Oh, it's horror. a oh, it's a scary movie. Horror. Well, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna talk about anything about that movie until you watch it. Okay. But I think we have to lead up to it because when you said just now, I felt like I heard something in your voice when you said, oh, it's a scary movie. <laughs> um, how many scary movies have you seen? The, so my dad liked scary movies mm -hmm. and he, my mom refused to watch them and she wouldn't let most of us watch them. But like he would sneak me out of my bedroom and let me watch those with him. So I actually watched a lot of weird like horror scary movies but like but no military violence in them <laughs> no <laughs> so like like only psychopath <sighs> violence and mental right. problems no so like, like i remember sponsored. i remember in middle school watching like the prophecy movies with uh christopher walken and um, we watched like everything that had like we watched this weird movie called nosferatu about mm. vampires yeah um 
I watched Candyman and it scared the crap out of me. Uh, um, Lawnmower Man. Oh, I love movie. Lawnmower Man. It's almost... I wouldn't call it a, a horror movie per se. It's more of a sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, you know we. Yeah, we watched all of the Highlander movies. Also, which, not a scary movie. Okay, no, but but weird that I was allowed to watch those, right? Yeah, and yeah. even weirder, I remember just thinking that they were cool action movies and like turned one on with my kids the other day. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're... Do you ever have those moments where you like turn something on that you watched as a kid with your kids and you're like, what was wrong with my parents? <laughs> well, for me, it was my dad only. <laughs> I've been pretty good about um, thinking pretty far ahead and I've done it so much that I still watch things that I think are totally fine, but I still cringe at weird stuff. You know, I mean, just this weekend, we watched The Sandlot with our kids and that movie is totally fine. But then I do things like when Ham is walking to the pool, like, hey, sexy. <laughs> I'm like, this is weird. I don't know why every movie had to do that a long time ago. Yeah. I have the same issue with Christmas movies. Um, oh, see, now we're going to get into the weeds here. If there's any parents out there. Uh, and they're listening to this with their children. Uh huh. Yeah. All our listeners. You should. You should fast forward. You should fast forward about thirty seconds because what I'm about to say can scar them for a while. Um, my kids are young enough to where we still are having Santa Claus be a part of Christmas for them. I don't understand why every single Christmas movie I've almost ever seen is the premise is someone doesn't believe in Santa. And someone is going to prove them wrong. Why does someone not believe in it? If it's just real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm always like, oh, maybe we should even watch this but, movie. Or like in the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, Santa gets killed at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> like that just seems weird yeah. to even think about. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, every, there's a, okay. I love the Santa Claus. Of course. You um, but there are a lot of Christmas movies that I have not seen or do not like well good because we're coming up on that time of year yeah and we got some things for you yeah so like i've never seen a christmas story i mean the problem with that is what i don't understand is how do you avoid it what are you doing in your life that it hasn't been on or i mean it runs literally 24 hours a day <laughs> leading up to christmas on certain channels yeah but who just sits with like the tv like i don't do tv channels I don't do TV channels. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting perspective. Hot take. Like um, I, where's my? I choose what I watch. I don't watch what's on. I don't do sure. TV but channels. when you're sitting around and you're like, it's Christmas time, and maybe I'll just watch a Christmas movie, and oh, this one's on for 24 hours a day. It must be decent. No, we we just watch Elf over and over. <sighs> Okay. So you're not against liking Christmas movies. No, no. So I don't, I, I think that, uh, we'll, we'll save it, but I think you're going to have to watch Christmas story. And I don't think was, you're going to like a Christmas. I'm story. not going to like it. You might not. <laughs> well, a Christmas story like has a certain aesthetic and it's old America. That's but... my problem is I don't think Bill's going to like the era in which it takes place. Do you like old timey stuff? Well, it's the it's the forties. Yeah. I like, um, the Hudsucker proxy. We know I like, yes, <laughs> I like Indiana Jones. 
that takes okay. place in the oh, 40s okay. and 50s. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do you like Christmas? The holiday? Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you like funny jokes? Well, <laughs> I don't think a lot of what you think is funny is funny. Um, right. So I, like what I hate are movies where it's like uncomfortable and awkward and a series of things going wrong that could just be avoided by someone wow. just being like, hey, yeah. time out. Let's fix this. Like most of what Ben Stiller did early on. I can't stand. That's not this. Um, <laughs> ben Stiller's early work. <laughs> yeah. Ch- all of Chevy Chase's stuff. No, it's this, just that like. Yeah. This you know, is... where someone like tells a lie and then it snowballs because they can't just be like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. That was every, mis- every, so I misspoke every rom-com that you can think of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like any of those. Yeah. Christmas Story is not that um, Christmas Story is a I, w- I wouldn't call it a coming of age story, but it is just a it's a pretty innocent. I mean, the story itself is very basic. And innocent. would you say that it's well written? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and would you say that the acting is good? It's more of a I would say it's more of a uh stage play of a literary work than it is a movie. Like um, a 12 Angry Men kind of thing. A it's in bit. more locations than that. It it doesn't feel like a play as in, you know, when you see a movie from a play that's in like but, one room or yeah. but it's similar. It's it's well, it's well acted in, here's the problem, is that you're, you know, I don't have this problem, but I know a lot of people do, is I don't, the movie has to be pretty bad for me to be like, oh, this movie is like too old and the acting's bad. I have an example I'll give you in just a second, but um, A Christmas Story, you know, it was made in like the 80s, I think, and yeah. it's about the 40s, so you really got to think of someone in the 80s also acting like it's the 40s, so it's a little wonky, but like, People in the 40s, as far as I know, just were like, yeah, see, that's how they talked all the time, I think. And they don't do that. So I think it's pretty fine. Um, but I like an example of the way it doesn't affect me too much is two nights ago, I've been watching old movies that I either haven't seen or that are um, I haven't seen in so long that I just haven't don't remember them at all. But and there's a few, you know. I know that it's weird. I haven't seen every movie in the world and Bill hasn't seen any movie in the <laughs> world, but I watched the professional for the first time. Mm, that's good. It is good. Bill, do you like the professional? <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> okay. So um, a brief, a brief for the listeners that don't know the professional, uh, French actor whose name escapes me, but also, um, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. From Star Wars. Yeah, as a, as a like twelve year old. Um, from act- the good Star Wars. Also from Star Wars, yes. same age. Acting her ass off in that movie. Um, yeah, that's the prop. So that's where I was going with the story with the um, not judging things by their age and their acting. Is um, one of the stars of that movie also is Gary Oldman. Mm. And I love Gary Oldman. He's an amazing actor yes. in everything. But when you go back and watch that movie in the nineties, he... I'd say I'd be like, "What is wrong with this dude?" But now I get it. He's like overacting, but I like how he does it. But back then, I'd be like, "He's the one that plays." He's the one that plays Commissioner Gordon in the Batman movies. Yes. See, this is what I love about Bill. <clears throat> That's fine. This was a better example than normal, but I always love his examples that come up. <laughs> 
We never know what it's going to be, you know? He was yeah. could have said the guy from anything. He could have said so many movies, you know? He did okay with Batman there. That's yeah. that's how I know who Gary Oldman is, is he was Commissioner Gordon in the in the good Batman movies. I would have guessed I would have guessed Fifth Element. <laughs> that's a good one too. Yeah. So we're coming up on time here. Uh, we kind of need to wrap up. Bill, uh, you've been assigned the Goodfellas for this next week. Also, um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And okay. just so you're clear, don't forget you're going to see. And that's the movie. Yes. Yes. And you're and it's, it's the older movie, not the new movie. Pee Wee's Big Adventure is what you're looking at, not Pee Wee's Big Holiday. I want to preface this: if you're going to be on an airplane, I don't want you to freak out. You are going to see. The scariest moment in movie history that scarred me for life in that movie. But that's all. In the Goodfellas? No, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Both. I just want to preface that. We will oh. talk about it after you see it. Yeah. It's frightening. Okay. I'm excited to see an adult watch it for the first time. You're going to have nightmares. <laughs> yes, nightmares. Looking forward to it. All right. Been good, guys. Have a good week. Of course, we'll text on football. And, of course. Uh, yep. That's the end of right. this shit yeah. show podcast that we need to figure out a fucking name for. Yeah, we got to get some of that done. Let's set. Let's put it up on our Twitter account and see if people want to vote on a name. Yes. Let the fans decide. We have a Twitter account. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have to have a name for the fucking thing to make a Twitter account and all the other things. Uh, yeah. Let the fans decide. It's in your hands. The fans have spoken. Like, um, subscribe, my... hit the bell. <laughs> you have so much editing to do. I can't believe it. <sighs> it's my whole Saturday.